Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. Welcome back to the One Visit Away podcast. Thank you for being here. Quick note, pretty soon I'm going to be having a, my, my business is turning five years old and I'm going to do a huge sale on my online training program, Major Gift Millions. So you'll hear more about that soon. But if you want to do, know the details now ahead of time, feel free to send me an email, kevin at onevisitaway.com so I can give you the scoop and uh, make sure you know about it when it goes live. But until then, on to this week's topic. This topic, uh, the title of the episode is All Matches Suck, except this one. And I haven't, I haven't shared this on the podcast yet for a number of reasons. One, it doesn't apply to everyone. And then two, it's funny how, uh, like even to this day, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I have, uh, I don't know, a certain level of respect in the major gift world in the fundraising community. But sometimes I still doubt, like, is this really going to be helpful to somebody? Or I think all these people are, you know, listening to this podcast and they're like, well, that's, that's obvious, Kevin, or maybe, maybe this just isn't that helpful. But the more I tell this to clients that I'm working with, and the more really what I've noticed is just like the more I share just very specific details about how I do things or how I used to approach things in major gifts, the more value people get. You can see if it applies to you. And if it does, fantastic. If it doesn't, there might be some tweaks you can make to it. Or at the very least, you can see how I think about challenges and try to find great solutions. So several years ago, this was probably close to seven years ago now, I was, you know, raising money, I was doing the major gift thing every year. And when I was thinking about, you know, how do I, how do I identify new major gift donors? And how do I get current donors to consider significantly larger gifts? I started thinking about using some sort of matching campaign to to achieve this. But when I thought about matches, I you know, I I had just seen so many fake matches that it I, I don't know if anybody else sees this the way that I do, but like when when, an, when a match is announced in an email or from a stage or whatever, I just assume it's fake. You know, when you get that email from a nonprofit saying Every gift given between now and midnight will be doubled or tripled. Or I think one time I even saw like, you know, will be five times. Anytime you see those emails, almost all of the time, I'll say, the money is already in the bank of the nonprofit. Some donor for towards some cause said, hey, I'll give you 10,000 bucks towards this or I'll give you $50,000 towards this. And the nonprofit said, hey, could we use your gift as a match? And then I was like, sure, yeah, I don't care. And so the donor's already given 
the 50,000 or they're at least a hundred percent committed to it. And they're just saying, yeah, I'll just give it to you, uh, you know, at the end of the, the end of the year when I get my bonus. And then the, the nonprofit says, we're going to use this as a match. And then they start telling their donors this, if you give your gift, it'll be doubled. No, it won't. That money is already (laughs) has already been committed to the nonprofit And whether or not somebody else gives a gift has no impact on whether or not that 50,000 is going to be given. And so these kind of matches just annoy me in general, because I mean, you're like, at the end of the day, you're deceiving your donors, for sure. Like you can, you can claim that there's like a good reason to do it or that it's effective. But at the end of the day, it's just not being honest. So I've got problems with it for that reason. But then the other reason I've got problems with it is it's just ineffective. Like, I think most people see these things and know they're too good to be true. They're gimmicky. They're not real. Whatever. I don't I don't think there's a, lo- a lot of donors who are sitting there and get an email that their gift is going to be doubled. And it's like, bam, here's $10,000. It's... I just, I just don't see it working that way. I think if matches are effective in that context, I think of a lot of it just has to do with organizations being specific about how much money they're trying to raise, and they're actually making asks of their donors. So whether or not they work, I don't like them because <laughs> they're dishonest. So what was my solution? I started thinking about this, and I used to just go on walks. I'd go for runs and then I'd just walk and I'd think (laughs) back when I was working in major gifts, I was in an office by myself. I could do whatever I wanted. And I think that was an amazing thing because I freed myself up to just think about big problems and look for solutions. So basically what I did was I created, I created an idea of how a match might work that would be a real match that would truly incentivize all parties involved to increase their giving significantly. So here's what I came up with. There's three main actors in this this scenario. Uh, One would be the donors you're going to go present this opportunity to, uh, you know, the the 50 to 100 people you might ask to participate uh, and give a gift towards this, this matching campaign. Then there's you, the major gift fundraiser or their, you know, the organization itself. And then the third person in this, uh, I call the banker. And the banker is the person we're going to go to, to request the significant lump sum of matching funds. And, and here's how it works. So like the first, here's a, for instance, this is how I did it, but you can change the parameters however you want. Basically, the idea was, I'm going to go find a banker to to fund this endeavor. And what I'm going to propose to them is, look, I've got an idea that's going to significantly incentivize our current donors to increase their giving significantly, and then also incentivize new donors to step up significantly and like come and give a significant gift to the organization. And the way that I am proposing we do that is I'm looking for someone who would be the banker in this scenario who would be willing to match up to $250,000 in qualifying gifts. 
But there are a few key elements to this. One, the banker needs to promise that they will not give us that 250000 unless we find $250,000 in qualifying gifts. And so, or, you know, they'll match up to that 250000 So if we only find 150000 in qualifying gifts, you as the banker have to only give us 150000 Because if we're defeating this problem that matches are fake, we need the match to be real, including that the banker will not give us more than we rightfully deserve, given the parameters of the match. So that's the first thing. The banker has to be committed to only matching up to what you find in qualifying gifts. So let's say the banker is in for 250000 Cool. What does a qualifying gift look like? Well, the way I set it up, and again, you can do this however you want, is I said there are two ways that someone can qualify for this match. The first is if it's someone who has never given a gift of $5,000 or more, so either they've given nothing or maybe they gave 1000 bucks or something like that in the past, for that person, if they give a gift of $5,000 or more, then 100% of their gift will be matched by the banker. The second category would be someone who has previously given a gift of $5,000 or more. If they increase by $5,000 or more, then 100% of their increase will be matched. So, like if somebody gave $10,000 last year, and we ask them for $25,000 this year, then the organization would receive an extra $15,000 in the match. So, you got so far we've got two categories of people that are highly incentivized. The banker, by the way, you want to be making an ask of them that's significantly higher than you normally would. Because what we're proposing to them is, hey man, if, if like it, it, let's say they gave $100,000 last year. If we ask them to commit to up to 250000 this year, well, the reason they would be giving a stretch gift is because the only way they would wind up doing that is if we got if we identified $250,000 in increased giving from our other donors. And so it's motivating to the banker because if they increase significantly, it's only because a bunch of other people increase significantly as well. It's motivating to the donors that we're going to ask because they know if I don't give you this gift, you are going to miss out on that money. If I give you this gift, it truly is matched. And that's what we explain to the donors. It's like, I don't know if you know this, but most matches are fake. This is a real match. The person the person who's putting up this money, it is a really significant gift for them. And the only way they want to make this significant increase is if we find a bunch of other donors who are willing to make a significant increase as well. So it's motivating to the banker. It's motivating to the individual donors. And by the way, one of the parameters I make is you can never announce this match from a stage. You can never announce this match through an email blast. This is just for major gift fundraisers, one-on-one meeting with their donors. If you don't do it in that way, it just looks like another one of the gimmicks and it gets lost in the noise. Okay, the third 
person or entity that this is extremely motivating for are the major gift fundraisers themselves. So like if you've got a banker who has told you, I will give you up to $250,000 if you can find qualifying gifts, well, you are going to go visit with a boatload of more people and you are going to ask for significantly higher gifts because you've got a really compelling reason to. And I can already hear the naysayers now saying stuff like, well, that's not like the highest motivation of giving. Okay, yeah, sure. Of course it's not. But we as humans need to do everything we can to motivate ourselves to do things that are difficult. And asking people for large amounts of money and asking people to increase their giving significantly is something that many of us struggle with have a hard time doing, and ultimately just don't do. We say no for donors all the time because we think, well, they're not going to want to do this. You know, they got they got four kids in school right now. There's no way they could consider an increased gift. We're just not going to do it. But if you've got this match, it is you basically have to tell people about it. You'd be an idiot not to. And if you do tell the donor about it and you ask them for the significant increase, Every time, even if it's way too much money, they're just going to say, yeah, I can't do that, but I completely understand why you asked. And so it is so compelling for fundraisers. Like if you are leading a major gift team and you want to equip people for success, if you want to get your team just fired up and ready to go and equipped with every tool to gain the confidence to go out and ask people for big gifts and increases... Go find a match like this because it incentivizes boldness. It incentivizes in thinking bigger and it incentivizes people to stop saying no for their donors. I think I've told, I might've told this story on the podcast before at some point, but there's a guy that I worked with who, when I first met him, um, he was giving like a little less than a thousand bucks a year. And then eventually he was given a thousand and this guy was not, he did not look wealthy at all. Um, he and his family had one vehicle. Uh, he was a business owner, but he would always tell me how like tough times were with the business and, you know, Amazon and Walmart and target were just kicking his butt and all this stuff. And every year I'd talk to him, it was just businesses down, businesses down. Things were not looking good. But eventually I had this match in place, and so I asked him for a gift of 5000 and he said yes. And then the next year, and I did this type of match three years in a row, the next year comes around, and I had the match again, and so I told him, I was like, I know this is a significant ask, but I asked him for 10 and he said yes. And then the final year I had this match, and I went to him and I said, look, Bob, I know this is a really big amount of money. And so I don't want you to answer this now. I want you to think about it. I want you to pray about it. Talk it over with your your spouse and let me know. But I, this is what we got going on. I'd like you to consider a gift of $15,000. And he said, I prayed about it. I'm doing it. I'm in for the 15. And he's like, it's going to have to come in two payments, but I'm doing it. And if I wouldn't have had that match, never in a million years would I have considered asking this guy for $15,000. I wouldn't have considered it. I wouldn't have had the courage to do it. But with this 
working for me and knowing what was at stake and that I had to get this done because there was hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line, I asked him and it was a yes. And so, yeah, it's insanely effective. Um, Every year I did this, I would close it out pretty quickly. And then when you do that, it makes it really easy to go back to the banker and ask them if they would consider upping the amount. And that happened a couple times. A few other times, somebody, um, I, you know, the banker couldn't increase, but I found another banker and I was like, hey, could you throw another 50,000 or another 100,000 on top of this? And it, you know, it was just so insanely effective. And I've had several of my clients do this as well with great success. And so I'm sharing it with you all and I hope it's helpful. This match specifically is super effective. But think about how you could apply it at your organization. Maybe the numbers are different. Maybe the parameters are different. But ultimately, what I want you to think about is also think about the problems that you're encountering at your organization and try to think of clever solutions. Because, I mean, this this provided over the years I did it, I mean, at least a couple million in income for the organization and... A lot of that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have thought of this idea. And so go on a walk, sit outside, drink some coffee, and just think about problems that you're encountering and what solutions there might be, because that is where a ton of growth uh, potential happens, is just finding solutions to big problems. So there's my information on matches. I hope that was helpful. If it was... um, I would really appreciate if you share this episode with other uh, fundraising professionals and leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. The reason those ratings and reviews are helpful is because it moves the podcast up in you know the podcast algorithms and is going to suggest it to a lot of other people and help this thing grow. So please leave a rating and review. Um, also, um, check out my YouTube channel, the One Visit Away YouTube channel to see the new videos I'm putting out every week, uh, Major Gift Minute, uh, where I will teach you a tip in 60 seconds or less on how to schedule more visits, close more gifts, and have more fun doing it. And finally, I hope this episode has inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from growing your mission and your impact.